let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Back for another episode of Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee, managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group. And we're going to talk about hindsight a little bit on this episode of the podcast because the phrase, knowing what I know now, is mostly crap. (laughs) It's mostly worthless, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, We all say it about all sorts of things in life, but it doesn't really do a hell of a lot of beans, right? But we always do it. Oh, man, if I just knew what I knew now, things would be better. Uh, So we want to talk about that in a way where we can be constructive moving forward uh, and look at some situations where maybe we can kind of cut that off at the pass for others who are checking out the podcast who are feeling kind of similar to some of these statements and haven't yet pulled that trigger. And it gives them a chance not to have to live that hindsight moment. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. Hanging out. Doing all right. Yeah, we're doing good. Just staying busy. Kids are busy. That's good. That's good. Well, let's jump in and tackle a couple of these, shall we? All right. Uh, so think about the economic times we're in right now, Sean. We got bank failure issues. We've got, uh, you know, interest rate issues going still going on. We've got inflation issues still going on. We've got. I'm not painting a pretty picture here, am I? We got market volatility, uh, and a, a lot of it's pretty similar in a lot of ways to 2007-8. Right? There's still a lot of things happening causing issues, and so for the people who jumped out or got out or got burned or whatever in 0708. And maybe stayed out of the market too long. Now we had a thirteen, what twelve, thirteen year incredible bull run after mm-hmm. after that that financial crisis in uh, 08. And and for many people, they missed half of it because they were so scared they didn't get back in on time. And we could be looking at a similar situation for folks now who are trying to think or thinking about getting out or not sure what to do. And if they jump out and they pull out, not only do you lock in those losses, but then you start wondering, well, how long do I wait to get back in? And then right. you start living in that hindsight moment. As you were talking about this, the movie that came to mind is Back to the Future. I don't know if right. you I love that movie. It's great. Like If you go back into time, you can't alter time or it will affect the future. And, you know, you know, Biff, he actually goes back in time and he, he invests in all this crap and he becomes super wealthy. And I can't remember if it was Back to the Future 2 or 3. I think whatever. that was 2, yeah. You, know, you look at that, it's like, oh, well, had I known in 2009, I would have invested in Tesla. Or oh yeah, I should have got Apple in nineteen you know eighty three. <laughs> exactly, but when you start to look at, at, at what's what's going on and, and and people that are are scared of the markets or are running for the hills, there's usually two reasons why that happens. First reason is that they're listening to the media and the media is creating chaos in their mind, right? So there's whoever they're listening to is talking about the doom and gloom, the, the bad that's happening economically. And, and even in today's day and age, there's a lot of doom and gloom that's being portrayed, but there's, you know, the underbelly actually looks pretty decent. There are some really positive things going on economically. The other reason that, that people get scared and run is because they don't have a clearly defined path. They don't don't understand how their plan is built. Right. So, you know, when we look at, at doing a review, and, and I talk a lot about the effect an advisor has on a portfolio, you know, whether it's here on the podcast or uh, with our clients or whatever it may be. But you know, we start to look at attribution and and the effect that that we have on a portfolio. And there's been a lot of studies that have come out and said a a good, well structured plan should add two percent net of fees to your portfolio. So we we look at attribution. Mm-hmm. And attribution is, you know, one of three areas. You know, an advisor can have an effect on a portfolio based on allocation. They can have an effect based on interaction, 
right? So interaction right. is like, how much do we rebalance? Are we reinvesting dividends quickly? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And then an advisor can have an effect on a portfolio based on stock selection. Okay. Those are the three effects that you can have. And, and those three effects will attribute to the, to the benefit or negativity of a portfolio. Mm. And so when we when we look at that, we that's something that we actually track in our reviews. So even though that we're, you know, the markets are down, uh, we welcome reviews because at this point in time, we can have a discussion around. Here's how your plan is reacting. You know, is your plan still in good shape? But here's the effect that we're having. Here's how much we're attributing to your portfolio, whether it's three percent or six percent or we, you know, whatever, whatever it is, yeah, over and above the benchmark. So if the benchmark's down 15, well, we better we surely better be down way less than that net of fees or we're not attributing enough to the portfolio, if that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. And, and so, again, we want to make sure that we're kind of being proactive on this kind of thing versus living later on in that hindsight moment of I shoulda, coulda, woulda. So, exactly. Uh, and it's very easy to do. And, again, don't feel like you know, you're screwed something up if you are in this boat. It's just a matter of learning from our mistakes and moving forward because that's all we can do. Um, but let's go on to another one here. So again, we're taking some statements and some situations we've seen come across where people have these hindsight moments, and hopefully that prevents others by sharing these from maybe making the same one. And I kind of touched on this a little bit, and I think you kind of touched on it too, but we'll just kind of brush it by it again here. Uh, folks right now that are maybe nearing retirement and didn't realize how much risk they had in their portfolio until 22, right? Again, they were enjoying the they were enjoying the high risk they were taking Sean in 20 and 21 because the market was fantastic, right? But in 22, you're no longer enjoying that risk level and the hindsight here is you didn't they didn't take the time to get an analysis done to find out, you know, are they taking too much? How exposed are they? Are they okay having that much out there in the event of a downturn? And of course, we had a downturn and they may have lost 25%, you know. Well, history leaves clues, right? Like, so <laughs> true. I mean, if you didn't feel good in 08, you surely didn't feel good in 2022. Not because the losses were the Even same. Even in the first three months, you could start to feel it coming, right? Yeah, By you, March, you knew it was coming. If there's something in the pit of your stomach that doesn't feel right, there's usually something wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we talk to our, our team. We do a lot of analysis and training and things like that. I'm like, hey, listen, if, if, if somebody isn't comfortable, there's usually a reason for that. And, and our job is to is to educate on on the reasoning behind what's happening. So right. I don't care what's happening in a portfolio, whether you're up 40 or you're down 40. I want to know the why, because once we know the why, you can determine, am I okay with that why? Mm-hmm. If you are, cool. Just ride the wave. If you're not, you should probably make some adjustments that are better suited for what your gut's telling you. Yep, absolutely. And risk is a big one for that, right? And it's easy fix. Just get a risk analysis done. Sit down with your advisor if you're already working with one and say, hey, I'm feeling a little different. I don't know. Something's changing. Let's take a look at this and see if are we just exposed too much, you know? And you're going to have, in life, you're going to change, right? I mean, you're, the risk tolerance is going to change different facets and different times of life. And it's easy to ignore those risks when the, everything's running like a champ, right? When the market's up, it's easy for us all to go, yeah, let's squeak mm-hmm. out a little bit more, right? But you got to be realistic, especially depending on the time of life you're in, to say, okay, it's really great to keep making a little extra, but maybe we should take some of these winnings off the table. Uh, and that's what happens a lot of times with folks when they when they have too much risk for too long. Exactly. Uh, let's go to number three. Uh, the person who didn't really understand Social Security and kind of wish they would have waited, but they took it at 62, right? How many times have you seen somebody come in, Sean, that turn it on at 62 
and then regretted not waiting till later because they didn't really make it part of their holistic strategy. It was more like, here's my accounts that I've saved, and oh, yeah, and here's Social Security. But I already turned that on. <laughs> it, yeah, or it's like, oh, so-and-so told me down the street that um, Social Security was going to go away, so I should take it as, as early as I can. I saw it on the news. They're always fighting about it on the news, right? <laughs> so I got rid you know, yeah, whatever the case is. I was like, oh, okay, well. All right. Well, at this point in time, because then once you take Social Security at 62, it kind of handcuffs you. You're stuck. One, your, your income's lower, which is in some cases is okay. But like in the case of my stepdad, um, he took it early. We had, we had thought about it. We had strategically decided to take it at 62. But a year later, he's like, I want to go back to work. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, here's how much you can make. And, and so now you have in, you're restricted on the income limits that you can make. If you've taken Social Security early before you've hit full retirement age, or you get penalized, so you know having a well thought out Social Security strategy is is important to one determine what are your working years going to look like. Are you going to go back to work? Are you going to you know are you going to incorporate that? We just did this with another family where we had signed up for Social Security, and he's like, "Hold on, I think I want to consult." Okay, let's stop that because you're going to have all that other income coming in. But when you look at Social Security, think of Social Security as, as a benefit that you've earned, incorporated into your plan the best way possible for your benefit, and put the least amount of stress on your, on your portfolio, but also keep into account, hey, I, my life may change a little bit, and I have to understand the ramifications mm-hmm. if, I, if I make financial income or whatever it may be. What, yeah, whatever it might be, right. And Social Security is that one that typically bites people because they do run and turn it on. They owe me, it's mine, you know, whatever excuse you use. Um, and a lot of times people wind up regretting turning it on early or at least not having it, at least not finding out as part of an overall strategy if it was the right move. Maybe it right. is. It may be the right move to turn it on early. Or maybe it's the right move if you're a married couple for one person to turn it on early and the other person to wait, right? It's all about exactly. the strategy. Right. So exactly. But don't be in that hindsight situation and kind of, you know, all right, well, again, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Find out. And like, run a strategy. Get a portfolio. Yeah. You know, get a plan put together. And then you won't have to necessarily worry about making those, you know, uh, hindsight moments later on. Uh, same thing with, let's go to our next one here, Sean. And that is what people are starting to feel like here recently. And, and of course, the, the conversation and the tax rates have added to this. But people kind of sitting there going, wow, I wish I would have put more money in, in uh, more tax beneficial options because the tax time bomb that I am sitting on is going to stink <laughs> when, mm-hmm. I, when I get to where I've got to start pulling. When they learn about RMDs, basically, if right. you're like 50, 55 or whatever, and you're learning about RMDs, that at some point in your 70s, you're going to have to start pulling money out of your 401 and you're going to pay all these tax money. Let's say you got a million bucks sitting there. That is a hefty tax bomb. And it could only get worse if they raise taxes, which, by the way, if Congress does nothing, taxes are going up anyway. Because right. they're going to return to what they used to be. So Roth's, Roth IRAs, many people have found themselves wishing they would have known about them sooner or got into them sooner. Well, they're becoming vogue. Again, oh, right? for sure like, as well, yeah. And, and you know, I, I get the idea that you, know, you, you want the tax deduction now. And this whole mindset is, has been, well, defer taxes out as long as you can. And don't worry, you're going to be in another tax bracket. The strongest plans that we see, they have a combination of tax deferred money, taxable money and tax free money. When when we have when you've got money in all those different buckets, strategically tax planning from a withdrawal perspective can become extremely valuable for you. 
And and so we are seeing a lot of Roth IRAs and, and even you know with the Secure Act 2.0 allowing employers to to contribute post tax dollars for an employee into a Roth Roth 401k now. So those options are becoming more and more uh, valuable and, and more and more widespread and used uh, in today's day and age. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, that tax time bomb is out there waiting, right? So there's you may still have time to avoid this one. This is a hindsight moment that you could kind of head off in the past. Even if you're 65 or 67 or basically if you haven't started taking RMDs yet, you still have time to maybe do something about some of that if it's the right move for you. But again, you want to make sure that you're talking with your financial professional before you just start willy-nilly doing conversions uh, to make sure that you're doing it efficiently uh, and correctly for the time of life that you're in. So uh, final one, and this is one that I think most of us don't want to be in, Sean. It's that retiree. Uh, who finds out that uh, or realizes that they retire too early and they have to go back to work. Not want to, not because they're bored, but because they're financially in a pickle. Right. And that that's tough because when I see this happen, it's it's usually retirement happens without consultation of, it, uh, of an advisor. It's, yeah. you know, oh, they gave me a lump sum benefit, I'm going to take it. Or, you know, my boss just made me angry today. I'm going to, I'm, I'm out of here. Or, you know, whatever it may be. But there's, there's, retirement without consultation, retirement without a plan. And in some cases that can cause disastrous because then you know, we've had to, we've sat down with people who have already done this. We're like, Hey, you got to come up with something. You've <laughs> right, got right. to gotta create income somehow, some way. And that's never a fun discussion. Well, we have three options, right, Sean? Like we can either spend less, right? Save more or go back to work. Yeah, you know, and that's pretty much it. And you know, none of nobody really wants to do any of those. So if we can plan, maybe we don't have we can head that off at the pass. Well, and I, you know, I was talking to Daniel in our office about a, a potential f- family that he was working with, who actually ended up not working with us. And I said, "Walk me through it." And he was going through, and he said, "Sean, you know, they they had a goal income of eighty thousand dollars." I said, "Okay, you know, that makes sense. You know, that that doesn't seem out of line or whatever it may be." He said, from their assets, though, they had to pull 60 out. And he's like, their plan just couldn't handle that. So I told them, like, you can't get 8000 a month. Your plan can only get 7200 a month. That's the sustainable amount. Uh, and that's with including Social Securities and then withdrawals. I said, okay. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, they went to another advisor, and the advisor told them 8000 a month is no problem. I said, well... That as long as you can stand behind your work and you can be confident that, hey, you you did everything in your power to educate that individual, it's not your problem anymore. Yeah. Like it's you 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 did what was right. You told them the the issues if they went to eight thousand a month, and maybe they were sold a bill of goods or a bag of goods or whatever it may have been, but maybe they weren't. Maybe that advisor had a way better strategies, which is doubtful because we all have the ability to use the same vehicles, mm-hmm. but stand behind that. You are confident that that's the income max that they could get without blowing themselves up. And if, if you're confident, I'm confident and we're fine with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, working with the right professional for you, for each situation, to your point, sometimes, you know, people will say, well, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. Uh, And it's really finding, there's a lot of the tools are basically the same, but it's finding the right personality. I personally would would feel better about working with a firm where they're like, this is not the answer you necessarily want to hear, but this is the answer. Right. You know, because that means, okay, we have time to maybe make some of those changes. Because if you're just sugarcoating everything for me, 
um, then how am I going to know if I truly get into trouble? Exactly. You know, uh, and, and it's really important to have the right things laid out there. So, again, no reason to have hindsight when you have a good strategy in place. So reach out to Sean and the team and get started today if you need some help. If you're uh, already working with them, you know, f- consider sharing the podcast or referring the podcast over to someone who might enjoy the content and the message as well. You can find it at uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, all those major podcasting platforms. And, of course, everything is right there at the website, ElevateMyRetirement.com. That's ElevateMyRetirement.com to catch new episodes as well as check out past episodes. Sean, thanks for your time, my friend. As always, I appreciate you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisors.